Welcome to the Keep Texas Red podcast, where we discuss the importance of true conservative values. Follow us on KeepTexasRed.org. And now, here's your host, campaign strategist and political commentator, Joseph Vargas. Our guest today is a former arbitrator, a government affairs strategist, and the vice president of business development with a law firm. He also served as Texas Real Estate Commissioner. He's running for Land Commission of the State of Texas. Welcome to the podcast, Weston Martinez. Hey, man, glad to be here. Thank you very much. And I'm thankful to all your listeners that really want to get informed by listening to this great podcast. Weston, well, we welcome you to the podcast. Now, tell us, first of all, what does a Texas Land Commissioner actually do? Well, there's nothing general about the general land office. It's a highly sophisticated technical job that deals with the 13 million acres in the state of Texas to generate as much revenue as possible to fund children's education in Texas and also to fund veterans benefits across the state of Texas in many, many, many ways. Uh, And then there's thousands of other things that are involved in this particular job, like making sure that we take care of the veterans nursing homes that are in this under this office of which. I have been the only one, the first one to talk about that the veterans nursing homes in this uh, in the state of Texas had twice the death rate of the national average. So you do you take care of that. You take care of the Texas beaches. You take care of making sure that uh, victims that are uh, subject to things like Hurricane Harvey or the fires of Bastrop, you make sure they actually get the assistance they need to get them back in their homes and you're managing a whole bunch of other things on top of that. So it's a very technical job managing all that land, the oil and gas revenues that come off of that and other contracts that you're able to oversee and or revenue you're able to raise. This office generates money for the state of Texas. Almost a billion dollars a year goes into the permanent school fund. So uh, it's a very technical job and I'm very blessed and thankful to have the professional and political background to be able to serve the citizens of Texas on day one. Now, also, Weston, uh, you ran in 2016 and 2018 for the Texas Railroad Commission. So what did those campaigns give you an experience that you're using now in this campaign? You know, actually, you know, running for a statewide office before, you know, you learn a lot about the state of Texas. You get to meet a lot of different people. And it was very exciting because you know that they know a real conservative Texan when they see one. They know one that means what he says and says what he means, and they appreciate that. And that's one of the fantastic things about having that experience before. It also gives me an advantage in this particular race to make sure that with eight candidates, to make sure that when people see Weston Martinez, they know this is the conservative Republican that fought against property taxes, fought against uh, gender modification of our children, and worked with Project Veritas and James O'Keefe to get the woman arrested that made national news for her conducting voter fraud in Texas. And we got her locked up. And so people know that before running for this office, that I have already been a conservative leader fighting in the trenches with good people across the state of Texas. And so uh, a lot of people had heard of me, maybe that hadn't met me. And those that had not met me obviously enjoyed the fact of a conservative uh, from the Alamo city, and someone that actually really believes in being pro-life, pro-gun, pro-family, pro-Israel, and most importantly, pro-Texas. So 
Weston, you mentioned an interesting point because during the primary, pretty much every single candidate calls themselves a conservative. So you're saying that, you know, with your background, I mean, everybody already knows that you were a real conservative. So why is it important for a real conservative to be elected as Texas land commissioner? Well, because, you know, you have so many things that you have impact on. And this is where you have an opportunity to really shape and mold the future of Texas. You can impact every portion of the state of Texas from the office of the land commissioner. This office was created by Sam Houston when Texas was a country before we even were a state or before we even had the office of the governor. This office was created to get people to move across the state of Texas and to fund the Texas revolution. And so in this case, you know, there are some people that would try to say we're all conservatives in this race. Not, not the case. You know why? Because when I was out at the state Capitol, not being paid to be there fighting for uh, election uh, laws that actually made it a felony. You know, I was the person out there along with other grassroots leaders. When we were fighting to end gender mutilation in the state of Texas, I was the one out there. You know, this office also maintains the Shrine of Texas Liberty in the Texas Alamo. And years ago, before running for this office, I was the one going around Texas sounding the alarm about the Reimagine the Alamo program that the liberals in San Antonio put together in an effort to actually stop the history of the state of Texas. And so when you look at that, there's a, a vast amount of things that um, that are involved. And, you know, before running for this office, I created a bill that made human trafficking a death penalty eligible offense and another bill that made voter fraud a felony in Texas. And I can tell you that both those bills died on the House floor at the last reading after making it through the Senate, making it through the calendars committee, and with me, an elected member of the Republican Party of Texas, endorsing against my liberal state representative, who was the Speaker of the House at the time, because it was the right thing to do. And when that happened, we were beat. And we thought, and I thought back then, I thought, man, we just got beat. But now, after we've gone through a legislative session where our Texas senators wanted to force us to have a COVID test before we went in to speak to our Texas senators. I mean, nothing's crazier than that. You know, we had that and I realized when no, none of the senators stood up, you know, not even the doctors in the Senate, none of them stood up and said, this is wrong. This is an assault on our constitutional individualism. Um, when that happened, I realized we still have a two party system here in uh, Texas and in the United States, Joseph, but it's not Republicans and Democrats. It's patriots and traitors. And we have to stand up as one voice and one people, and we have to protect our sovereignty. You re- Most people don't know this. We're the only state in the country that has our own declaration of independence. And that's why as Texas land commissioner, I'm going to defend our borders. I'm the first one in the history of Texas to say that this office can be used to secure the Texas border. My plan to actually build the wall is so good. The current land commissioner, uh, George P. Bush, started acting on my comments. And I tell people jokingly that I'll finish what he started for me. But I have a better idea. And that is to go in there and actually take the Rio Grande River and fill the fill the Rio Grande River up and make it navigable like the Panama Canal, which is a long term plan. But fill it up so that we stop human crossings. Folks, everybody that's watching this podcast right now, every one of you, I guarantee you, you believe that treaties with the U.S. government and foreign governments should be held accountable and should be enforced. I'm here to tell you that I found out we've got a treaty 
between the United States and Mexico that says thousands of acre feet of water are supposed to be put into the Rio Grande River on an annual basis, and Mexico is five years behind on their water payment. You stop and think, I don't care where you're at along the Texas border, five years of water, they wouldn't be walking across the water, the Rio Grande River on dry ground. They would be in 30 feet of water, and it would significantly impact human trafficking, which would help stop the assault on the state of Texas and on the United States of America. Sorry, I kind of hit a couple of things that are really burning in this campaign. So let me let you uh, go back to asking a question, Joseph. By the way, Joseph, you're the first podcast that I'm actually going to take into Bucky's. So everybody knows that Bucky's is my unofficial campaign headquarters. And we're driving back from North Texas right now. Hold on to your hat. Weston, the land commissioner race started out pretty lonely, but now it's pretty crowded. So what are you doing to stand out from the other candidates? I'm just being myself, buddy. These other candidates, they're copying all my all my information, all my details, all my solutions. In fact, it's so bad that one of the other uh, statewide candidates uh, in another statewide race made a comment the other day at a public forum. And the gentleman said, you know, I've been listening to Weston for six months and everybody else in his race is copying exactly what the guy's saying. You know why? I have real solutions. You know, when I talk about what I'm going to do day one and I talk about the fact that we're going to tell the United Nations to get the hell out of the Alamo, nobody else is saying that. You know why? Because they don't know. When I talk about stopping returning free speech to the Alamo, you know why nobody else is saying that? Because they don't know that the General Land Office signed an actual uh, uh, agreement with the city of San Antonio making free speech illegal in the front of the Alamo. When I say that I'm actually going to call for an audit on the land transactions for the last 10 years in the state of Texas to find out if there have been any land sales to the Communist Party of China, you know, those are solutions that I have. When I talk about the veterans, when I talk about, you know, the fact that Hurricane Harvey victims are still not in their homes and with my infrastructure and utility, background that I'm actually going to hold the federal government accountable and that I'm actually going to look at how do we hold money back from the federal government, pay the money, give the money to our citizens that they have coming for us, and then, you know, give the federal government the change. So when I talk about things like that, or when I talk about ending burials at the Alamo, did you know that you can get your ashes buried at the Alamo right now, Joseph? So I didn't know that. Yeah. So, and here's, here's my fear. The liberals in San Antonio, I'm afraid that they're going to come back in a few years and they're going to say, oh, look, we took a soil sample from the back of the Alamo. And, you know, we have Muhammad Allah Akbar mixed in here with the other defenders of the Alamo. We need to add another flag to the front of the Alamo. Those are those are some of the fears that I have. And that's just that's just getting started. So when you have real concrete solutions, you know, people want to copy you, uh, which is great. But even last night, you know, we had a great event in, in Fort Worth. And um, the people came up to me afterwards and they weren't, they were actually there and they were looking at some other, they were there just kind of waiting to decide. And they said, you know what? You actually know about the office because you talked about actual mechanics in the office. And uh, an example of that was, you know, they said, what are you going to do differently in the land commission office besides some of the things that I mentioned? And I told them, I said, look, I said, we have, I said, right now, I said, there's two contracts issued in the general land office for $15 million to one home builder. So $5 million, a $5 million contract and a $10 million contract. And I've still got people not in their homes. 
it tells me that they're not being incentivized to get the work done. When I've got oil and gas mineral rights and I've got one company negotiating all of the leases for a very lucrative, very big county in Texas for the next several years, and they're paid a percentage on a contingency of what they negotiate, you know, I, I sit back and I ask myself, you know, are they getting paid on both sides of the deal? You know, so those are some things that, that I want to know about. And when I talk about those things, uh, plus being the first land commissioner from the Alamo City, uh, it's pretty exciting to people, especially what we have with the Alamo. And so those are, I mean, I didn't, I didn't buy any hats or boots to run for this office. I went to college on a bull riding scholarship. I'm from Texas, uh, born and raised. And, you know, um, I've got opinions and I've got things to, that I've fought for. And people know where I stand. And I think, I know that the authenticity is what, the, the comments that I get back is that the authenticity stands out. So that's, that's some of the reasons how we're standing out. But another quick thing, you know, being endorsed by our Texas Ag Commissioner, Sid Miller. I mean, look, that guy's endorsement is better than Donald Trump's in Texas. But then also Sheriff Joe Arpaio, America's toughest sheriff. Nobody knows more about securing the border than that guy. Uh, we've got his endorsement. Uh, we've also got Roger Stone's endorsement, national conservative uh, leader for decades. These are people that they know what it is they're looking for in the future of Texas, in the future of our country. Um, but then I've got grassroots leaders like Dr. Hudson out of Houston, um, different conservative leaders on the SREC, on um, precinct chair levels. And so there's, there's lots of things that really separate us. But when you add my political background, being a former statewide commissioner, my professional background, uh, those things, it, it just rises to the top pretty easily. So, Weston, your website is westonfortexas.com. And early voting is actually going on right now through Friday, February the 25th. Election day is on Tuesday, March 1st. So before we leave the podcast, tell voters why you're the best choice for Texas land commissioner. Uh, listen, we've only got one shot to save America, and it's a place called Texas. And when you sit back and you analyze what's taking place, when you look at the threat we're facing from Washington, D.C., and the threat we're facing from across the border, you recognize there's only one person that has solutions. Everybody else is just talking. So when I say that day one, I'm going to issue a letter to the Biden administration telling them that we are no longer going to be, uh, be submitting ourselves to the Paris Climate Accord. And that's what gave us the problem with ERCOT last year. ERCOT's not fixed, by the way. So when I, you know, those are some of the reasons. Um, my solution on the border uh, is a real solution that is you know, a, a solid solution that also is a blessing to provide an economy to both sides of the border. And when people realize that this is such a technical job and they realize that we have legislators and senators that allowed us to have our liberties totally violated by being forced to have a COVID test done and they see that difference between them and people like me, then they know that they're very excited about supporting me for their office of land commission because I'm a workhorse. Before this race is over, I'll probably have driven 75,000 miles. I've changed one engine in my truck. I've done six tires. And unfortunately, uh, in the middle of the night, after driving all the way across Texas, we hit a dog on the way back home. So um, terrible things. Couldn't even see it. It was dark. It was a dark dog. And you know, so we, we are putting in the effort that's necessary to represent the state of Texas and the liberals, 
And Veto scared as hell of a guy like me being on the ballot in November because I've already been calling him out. And I'm not going to stop. And we're going to make sure that we solve the problems in Texas. So those are some of the reasons why. And I just thank you very much for your time today. Thank you for your listeners to paying attention to what you have to say. And thank you for standing up for Texas as well. Wesson, will you be safe out there on the campaign trail? And thanks for being on the Keep Texas Red podcast. You got it. God bless you. God bless Texas. And we're signing off. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Keep Texas Red podcast. Follow us on keeptexasred.org.